Hello and welcome to the Today Not Tomorrow podcast. My name is Oscar Isaacson and this podcast is brought to you by TNT Fitness. This podcast is sponsored by Whoop. If you want to measure your recovery, the Whoop strap is a great tool to do so. Sometimes you can trick yourself into thinking that you'll get away with the late afternoon coffees and maybe having a couple drinks on the weekends. But the Whoop strap, it gives you very solid numbers on how you're recovering. Red, yellow, green. It's a great feedback tool that I've been using for a while. To get the first month off and the strap for free, go to join.whoop.com slash TNT and you'll get that deal. Couple of quick housekeeping notes before we move on to the topic of today. We just changed the intro deal to Swift. There's no longer a free class. So no free class in Swift, but we got something else for you and this is probably a little bit better. You get three classes for 10 bucks. So instead of just doing one class and then having to decide if you want to get a membership or not do a membership, since it's a new workout every time, I always tell people you want to do a couple of workouts. You want to see the railroad, you want to see the bike, you want to hit one of those rounds for quality days so it's not just all conditioning. So three classes for 10 bucks, you got to use it up in 10 days. That is the new intro offer to Swift. So if you know someone that's looking to start working out, this is a great place to start. Starting next week, we got a schedule change as well. 2 p.m. on Mondays and 2 p.m. on Wednesdays. It's not going to be a CrossFit class anymore. It is now a Swift class. So two more Swift classes on the schedule. Hopefully it makes it easier for you to uh, get to the gym, get your workout in, maybe sneak in a quick lunch workout. Obviously, you CrossFitters can take this class as well. It's always a good time. For today's programming notes, I don't have anything super specific. I'm just going to circle back to something we've talked about before on this podcast. If you're about to do a workout and you're choosing in between two weights, let's say you're thinking of using maybe 93 pounds or 73 pounds, which one should you go for? 99 out of 100 times, so not all the times, but 99 out of 100 times, you're better off picking the lighter weight. Let's say the workout is a couple rounds. You start off with the lighter weight. Once you've done one or two rounds and you want to add some weight, add some weight. Ten times more fun and smooth compared to hitting a wall, having to stop, strip the weight off. That is against the rules. So start with that lighter weight. Make sure that everything looks very crisp. And then a couple rounds in, if you want to add some weight, add some weight. You can always move up if you want to. Today's topic is going to be about some frequently asked questions. These are 10 questions that are the most common fitness questions on Google. So I'm going to break break down each one, give you a couple nuggets on what to think about, and hopefully there's something helpful in there. The first question is, do I need to work out every day? And the answer is yes. It doesn't necessarily have to be a workout workout, but you need to be active every single day. If you don't do anything, you're going to feel tired, slow, sore, achy. You need to do something. You don't have to do heavy back squats every day or deadlifts every day, but you need some movement. Obviously, on a few days, it needs to be lighter. It could be a walk. It could be a little bit of yoga. It needs to be something, though. You can't have a day where nothing happens that is not going to be very beneficial for you. 
The second question is, how long should I work out for? You should work out for about 30 to 90 minutes on average. So an hour per day, that is plenty. If you are efficient with your time, if you've ever been to a regular global gym, you'll see some people walk in, check their phone a lot, they keep a slow pace on the elliptical, they do a little bit of social media, they never even break a sweat and they can be in the gym for an hour, two hours, but you don't really get much accomplished. That's not really an issue if you go to TNT, if you do personal training or Swift or CrossFit, it's gonna be very time efficient training. So somewhere in between 30 and 90 minutes, the only exception would be if you're trying to get ready for a marathon maybe, there needs to be some longer runs in there. Or if you're on the weekend hanging out with the boys and you're going for a long bike ride, that's a little bit different too. But on average, an hour per day is more than enough, especially if you are time efficient, you go after it, you push yourself a little bit, it's not just checking the phone the whole time. The third question is, how can I increase lean muscle mass? This is a great question, this is super common. You increase lean muscle mass by challenging your muscles. You're gonna do this through lifting. It doesn't necessarily have to be a one rep max. You can increase lean muscle mass with lighter weights and higher reps as well, as long as you push the sets and that you challenge yourself. So lifting, that's a must for increasing lean muscle mass. Once you've done that lifting, you need to make sure you get a decent amount of protein, maybe about one gram per pound of lean body weight. So you've lifted, you've gotten a little bit of protein, now you need to get a good amount of sleep as well. So lifting, that's number one. It doesn't have to be super heavy, you can do it with lighter weights as well. But if you do it with the lighter weights, it can't be five reps and then put them down. You have to push until it gets a little bit uncomfortable with those lighter weights. It could be 20, 30, 40 reps. You've done the lifting, make sure you get some protein in you and that you get some sleep. If you do those three things, then you will increase your lean muscle mass. If you are dieting at the moment, you can still increase lean muscle mass, but it's gonna be a much slower uh, process. If you're someone that's trying to put on the muscle as quickly as possible, I don't necessarily recommend this because you're gonna be putting on more fat as well when you're eating in a uh, caloric surplus, but have a realistic expectation. If you're dieting, if you're at maintenance, then the lean muscle mass is gonna come a little bit slower, which is fine. It's a little bit quicker if you eat more food, but that's got its drawback of adding more fat as well. The fourth question is, how much weight should I use when strength training? Depends a little bit on your goal. If your goal is to be as strong as possible, then you need to lift uh, as much weight as possible or close to it. It needs to be heavy ones, twos, threes, and lots of volume. If you're someone that just wants to stay in shape, look better uh, in the mirror, and just feel good altogether, then you don't have to go crazy heavy, but you do need to lift and slowly increase it keep track of what kind of weights you are lifting if you consistently go to the gym then you should have an idea of what kind of weights you're lifting and slowly over time you should be able to move up a little bit go from the 17 and a half pound dumbbells up to the 20s and so on it's not a race to see who can lift as much weight as possible 
but slowly over time you should be increasing the weight if you do a workout and you're not even sore two or three days later there should be a little bit of soreness which means you can probably push yourself a little bit more a lot of the results are gonna come from you uh, pushing your comfort zone a little bit let's say I'm doing back squats I put 135 on the bar I squatted five times and I bring it back in if I felt like I could have done 20-25 reps easily then the 135 is not going to give me a whole lot of benefit on the other hand if I used 225 I did five reps I racked the weight and I felt like I maybe could have done two or three more reps then that set was more challenging it wasn't overwhelming but I pushed that comfort zone a little bit and you're gonna get a lot more out of that set compared to the much lighter weights this all depends on what kind of workout we're doing uh, you'd have to take into account what the goal of it is sometimes we lift for cardio as well but overall pushing that comfort zone a little bit that's gonna be a good weight for you so nothing that's super easy nothing that's gonna um, have you struggle and fail but just kind of getting close up to it hanging out there that's the sweet spot the fifth question is what training should I be doing to lose weight I don't think you should do any training to lose weight you should lift weights to make your muscles stronger to make your bones stronger and your joints stronger as well and to become more capable you can run upstairs you can fall and get back up you can pick up a heavy bag of dog food at Costco you do cardio to take care of your lungs you do cardio to keep your heart strong and you do all of it combined together at a gym to keep your mind happy so those things the training we do that for the whole body when it comes to losing weight that happens with the diet what you eat is it a bunch of soda is it a bunch of snacks is it a bunch of alcohol these things have a way bigger impact on your weight compared to the training that you can physically do at the gym it's a great goal to want to lose weight but know that diet is more important than training and losing weight um, is a common goal for most people what they actually want is to lose fat and you lose fat by keeping protein high by getting enough sleep by lifting weights and then cutting out all the junk food question number six how often should I rest we've all had those days where you don't feel like work, working out you are a little bit tired it's cold out you don't feel like going to the gym but somehow you end up going to the gym anyway and as soon as you warm up as soon as you get going you feel way better and then after the workout you are super happy that you decided to show up and work out even though you felt tired beforehand this is super common I see people do it all the time I've done this uh, millions of times as well so just because you feel like resting doesn't mean that you should rest however you shouldn't do a higher intensity workout every single day there should be days that are a little bit easier there should be days that are a little bit tougher you need a rest day if your performance significantly decreases sometimes you have a good stretch of days and you're a couple days into it and you feel like you're getting a little bit worn down that's fine that's part of working out and then adjusting to the volume but if you have a significant drop in performance let's say your one rep max back squat is 300 pounds you should be able to squat 90% of that any single day of the week so 270 pounds should be a bare minimum 
But if you are warming up to back squat, you work your way up and you get stuck at 250, that is a significant sign that you are overdoing it. You need to sleep a little bit more. You need to eat a little bit better. You need to take a couple of active recovery days to bounce back so that you can come back strong again. So feeling like you need rest doesn't mean that you need rest. If you have a significant, not just a tiny, but a significant drop in performance, then take a rest day. If you make it active, it's gonna be even better. Question number seven, when should I stretch and how often? Stretching is awesome. It's something that most people, that everyone needs to do and should do. Personally, if you can stretch earlier in the day, it's better. Here's my reasoning for that. If you stretch earlier in the morning and then later on throughout the day, you have better posture. If you pick something up off the ground, maybe have a little bit better technique. If you have a workout coming up and you've stretched a little bit in the day already, it's gonna be that much easier to be loose and ready to go. With that said, if you don't have the option or the time to do it in the morning or at lunch or at dinner, it doesn't matter. All that matters is that you do some stretching. It could be foam roller, it could be with a band, it could be static stretching, it could be yoga. You gotta make sure that you spend time with it and that you are consistent. Sometimes people kind of have the perception that their body is fighting them. That's not the case. Your body is giving you exactly what you ask of it. If you sit at a desk all day, the front of your hip is gonna be tight. If you type at a computer all day with a slouch forward posture, your chest is gonna be tight. That is actually an adaptation to what you're doing and you are becoming better at sitting in front of the computer. We gotta fight this, we gotta work on the hips, we gotta sit in the squat, we gotta get after the upper back as well. So as often as you can, as early as you can, do the stretching, but if you don't have the luxury of picking and choosing when you can do your yoga routine, just get it in at some point during the day. Personally, I really feel like it helps me to sleep much better if I do a little bit of stretching late in the evening, so that's another tip you can try out if you want to. Question number eight is what can I do about muscle soreness? First of all, muscle soreness is gonna be a part of working out. It's not an injury. It doesn't mean that you can't perform really well and it doesn't mean that you can't go and do another workout even if you are a little bit sore. Some people think that it's a measurement of how effective the workout was. More sore, more effective workout, that is not necessarily true. The goal is to be a little bit sore moderate to light amount of soreness. That means that you hit the sweet spot with the uh, challenging level of the workout. A lot of times people worry about what they can do to reduce the soreness after the fact, and there's not a whole lot that you can do. Everything happens before and during the workout. Let's say I write a workout on the board and the workout is 300 wobbles for time at 30 pounds. Immediately, it's such a ridiculous workout that you know that's gonna be very challenging. My legs are gonna be extremely sore. So what do we do? We modify, we adjust. I'm sure there's an athlete out there that can do that workout and not be debilitated for a couple of days, but we are gonna lower the reps, we're gonna lower the weight, we're gonna check our ego at the the door and do something that is reasonable. A lot of times, you can look at a workout and guesstimate how sore you're gonna be and you're gonna be pretty close. 
So before you jump into doing a workout that you think you're supposed to do or you haven't been in for a month but you used to be able to do this so now you're going to try it anyway, everything can be avoided by just choosing a good weight, a good amount of reps and talking to your coach. After the fact, to reduce soreness, uh, sleeping well is going to make a big difference. If you don't get enough sleep, then your pain threshold is going to decrease and it's going to make everything more strenuous than it needs to be. There's a thing called repeated bout effect and it just means if you do a workout, you recover from it and then you do that same workout again, you automatically get a little bit less sore. So that's the key to the whole thing with soreness is doing a appropriate level workout by scaling, going to bed and getting some proper rest and being super consistent. Same days, same times, not missing workouts, not doing one week on for seven days in a row and then taking three weeks off. You need to find a steady flow to working out and that's going to make the soreness much more manageable. Question number nine is how long does it take to see results? First of all, if you go for one walk or if you have one salad, you are immediately in a better place than what you were before taking that walk or that salad. So you will start to change your physiology immediately if you start working out and eating better. In terms of actually seeing results, it might take a little bit longer. If there's not a whole lot of intensity in your workouts, it's gonna take a little bit longer. Maybe you start working out, but you still live off of um, drive-throughs and pre-made stuff and a little bit of shenanigans on the weekends. You can work out for a very long time and not see any results if you don't pay attention to the nutrition. So it might take a couple of weeks, it might take a couple of months. If you're not seeing any results, then I can guarantee that it's nutrition that's the big factor that you're missing. And a lot of times people miss seeing the results. You need to actively hop on the scale, maybe do some measurements, maybe take some uh, before pictures and after pictures. Sometimes you don't see or notice the change because uh, you see yourself in the mirror every day and it's very gradual and slow. So for you to see results, you actually need to measure something. Hop on the scale, do some measurements, do a couple of photos, maybe write down some weights and times of you working out so that you can see the results. If you don't measure it, you have no idea of um, seeing how much improvement you're actually making. And sometimes a pound per week doesn't sound like much, but a year later you would be 52 pounds lighter. So just because it's not super fast, and super rapid at first, that's not all that bad. If you move in, in the right direction, eventually you're gonna get there. The final question is, what's the best diet for my fitness goals? Let's pretend that I had, I knew exactly what the perfect diet for your fitness goals was, and that it was four ounces of uh, salmon at each meal, three times a day, a handful of almonds, same thing three times a day, and with that meal, two cups of spinach as well. That's the perfect diet for your fitness goals. I just gave it to you. Let's pretend that you don't know how to cook salmon. Let's pretend that you hate eating almonds and that you've never tried spinach before and that you're very skeptical. Maybe the foods I got you or said that you need to eat would help you reach your goals, 
But if there's no way you can see yourself actually doing it or following it more than two, three, four days, then it's not going to help you at all. The best diet for your fitness goals is one that's going to give you a little bit of challenge. You have to change two or three things to get a little bit better, but it's still something that you can see yourself implementing. You feel confident in making the change. And then once you've done that, once that's become a habit, then maybe we change something else. People try and change everything all at once. The food, the nutrition, the stretching, the supplements, everything has to change at once. That's when you end up doing really well for one week or for two weeks, or like I talked about on the last podcast, you're done by now. Um, Quitter's Day was January 17th. Maybe you've fallen off the wagon already. You should feel very confident that you can uh, make the changes that are recommended to you. It doesn't have to be big. It's just got to be a small step towards improvements. You need to work with Coach Lindy on nutrition or work with Coach Courtney on nutrition on this. They're going to give you some assignments to work on. At first, it might not seem like a huge deal that is set up that way because you need to be able to actually implement them and then from there, maybe make some more adjustments. So the best diet for your fitness goals is one that challenges you a little bit, but it's still something that you confidently think that you can stick with for a long time. The quote of the week is, it doesn't matter if you're a beginner or an expert as long as you're on the path. If a beginner is on the path, all they need is time. Don't worry about moving at 100 miles an hour, losing 10 pounds a week, and then adding 20 pounds a week to your back squat. Take your time. Go nice and slow. If you are on the path, even if you just started and you feel like you have a long way to go, that's fine because you have a lot of time. As long as you're on that path, you have steered the ship in the right direction. You're going to see some great stuff happening in the future as long as you stay on that path. I'm excited about the workouts we have coming up at the gym this week. I just shared a competition that's going to be in April. It'd be fun if we can get a couple people to sign up for this. Something to kind of motivate you in your training a little bit. Something to keep you on that path maybe. So think about that. We also have the CrossFit Open coming up. That's another great reason for you to sign up for something and have that little extra motivation to stay on the path. Because if you do that long enough, you're going to go from that beginner to expert level.